When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. DC author and American University professor Dolan Perkins Valdez just earned an NAACP Image Literary Award for her harrowing novel, Take My Hand. It explores the tragic true story of the Ralph sisters, who were sterilized by a federally funded family planning clinic in Montgomery, Alabama in 1973. Dolan Perkins Valdez. What's your title at AU? I'm associate professor in the literature department. Awesome. And we wanted to talk because it's a really cool local story. Hometown hero of this AU professor um, just won an NAACP Literary Image Award for Take My Hand. Uh, And the other one, oh, by the way, was Finding Me by Viola Davis. So you're in good company there. Um, How how exciting was it when you heard you won? I I assume you were at at the ceremony. Like, take me what was it? What was in your mind going through your mind as they called your name? Well, I found out a couple of days before because they had a virtual ceremony and that was when they announced the literary awards. And actually at the time I was on a flight and I thought I'd be able to get Wi-Fi on the flight, but I couldn't, I could only text message. And so all of my friends and family started texting me saying, you won, you won. And I'm like, what? At first I thought it was a joke. And then I realized that it was real. And as soon as I landed, I immediately connected to the Wi-Fi so that I could see the announcement for myself. Wow, that's so cool. So just for all of us, uh, so we know how it works. So the, you said the Literary Image Awards are announced um, a couple of days before the big, you know, the big broadcast we watched on TV. Right. They give out the awards over the course of the week. So on the night of the television broadcast, they actually only award eight Right. Awards, but they were also giving out awards on Friday night at the dinner and also um, during the virtual ceremonies uh, on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's that's whatever day it was. It's a week long celebration. And it's so cool that you won. Has did Viola, you know, send you any any love and say, hey, congrats. We're co-winners here. (laughs) I wish she had. I'm you know, I'm hopeful that She knows about the book because she has a production company, Juvie Productions. And so I'm putting that out there. If anybody knows Viola, I'd love to talk to her about adapting the book. Right. Let's make take my hand into a movie or a series or something. Come on, Viola. Let's go. Uh, Well, without further ado, you know, uh, we're assuming everybody knows what it's about, but maybe they don't. So let's give them the basic premise of of, of the book. Take my hand. They pick up a copy. What's the basic um, the basic premise of, of the of the story? So it's a novel inspired by the real life story of the Ralph sisters, Minnie Lee and Mary Alice Ralph, two little girls in Montgomery, Alabama, who were sterilized by a federally funded family planning clinic when they were only 12 and 14 years old. 
And I'm actually down here in Montgomery right now. We gave them an award this morning. The mayor of Montgomery issued a proclamation on their behalf, and they were delighted. They're still alive. They still live together, and they're best friends and sisters. This is a novel, a fictionalized novel, loosely inspired by their lives. So it's inspired by them. And that's so cool that literally as we're speaking, you're down there with the mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, awarding the actual people it's based on. That's very cool. Um, so if it's loosely based on, you know, inspired by their lives, um, go go into like the the actual quote unquote fictional characters then that, you know, that they've inspired. So who are your main characters in the actual story and, you know, what's sort of their journey? So I knew that the, the Ralph sisters were still alive. They can speak for themselves. I knew that the lawyer who had argued the case is still alive. He can speak for himself. But what I couldn't find were the names of the women who worked at that clinic. And so I was very intrigued by who that would have been. My main character, Sybil Townsend, is a nurse who works at the Montgomery Family Planning Clinic. And the Ralph sisters are her patients when this happens. So I use this novel as a way to ask and answer my own questions about how did we as a society and we as individuals allow something like this to happen? And how did the nurses live with themselves in the aftermath of that? Wow. And so and it's tricky because I don't want to spoil the read for anybody, but I want to make sure that I get enough you know, info and background on it. So it was... So at least according to the the summary online, it's a it's a black nurse in post segregation Alabama who blows the whistle on a, a terrible injustice done to the patients. Are we allowed to go into what the injustice is, or is that going to spoil the book? Yes, we can. The okay. sisters at twelve and fourteen years old were sterilized without their family's consent. Hmm. The nurses came to their house on a June morning in nineteen seventy three and did not explain to the parents who were both illiterate why they were taking the girls. They thought they were taking the girls for birth control, but they actually took them to the hospital and permanently sterilized them. Oh, that's it horrible. It was a big news story at the time. It was in every major newspaper. It was on television. The family testified before a Senate subcommittee led by the late Senator Ted Kennedy. It was a big deal. And when I began to research this story, I was frankly shocked that no one had written about it. I was shocked that I hadn't learned about it in school. And I knew that it was a story that had to be told. Oh, my gosh, that is just horrific. I can't imagine in the, the level of grief when they realized that that had been done to them, not only feeling, you know, betrayed by the system and the doctors and everything, but then also just the grief of that. You're, you you can never have children like I'm tearing up thinking about that. Um. That's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, what, 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 remind us what happened in the, in the aftermath. I mean, were they able to get damages or, you know, punishment, legally take legal action? Well, that part, they have to read the book. To find okay. Yeah. Out. We don't want to spoil is... it all. <laughs> t t uh, tease it for us in vague sort of teasing terms. Tell our listeners they have to read to figure out the, if justice is served, that kind of thing. <laughs> In order to find out what happened to the Ralph sisters, you have to read the book to find out what justice, if any, they received. And in order for you to maybe learn a little bit more about the circumstances surrounding this case, you have to read the novel. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wow. And and, and um, is this, was this horrific event? I mean, was this a, a isolated thing or had that happened to other people too? This happened to tens of thousands of women, poor women, primarily poor women, primarily women of color, but also to poor white women all over the country. And my call to action to the readers today is that these women have never received a presidential apology. And my hope is that we can all raise our voices to the rooftops to demand that the federal government and in particular, the president deliver a presidential apology to the women who were subjected to this, many of whom are still alive. Wow. Well, I mean, you you teach at AU and th- this interview is going to go out over uh, WTOP or a DC radio station. So you never know, maybe the president or, or folks in on his staff will will hear this and, and we'll get that public apology. That's that's the goal, right? That um, is the goal. What's it? Where did you get the title from? Take my hand. Is there like a symbolic significance to to the, how it plays out in the story? The title comes from the gospel song "Precious Lord, Take My Hand," written by Thomas Dorsey, and it was reportedly Martin Luther King Jr.'s favorite song. They say that his last words before he was assassinated on the balcony of the Lorraine Motel in Memphis were to his musician, "Ben, make sure you play." Precious Lord, take my hand tonight and play it real pretty. So I knew when I heard my publicist actually suggest this title, I knew it was perfect. It captures this post-civil rights moment. It captures the South. It captures the faith of the African-American community. And I knew that this was the perfect title for the book. Wow. That is that that gave me goosebumps. Um, wow. Well, um, we encourage everyone to to pick up a copy and and check it out. Um, when when did it when did it publish? It was last what last year, last April. Yes, it published in hardcover in April of 2022, and it comes out in paperback April 2023. So I hope everyone will pre-order the paperback. Oh, sounds great. All right. Well, um, I have plenty to work with in terms of, you know, what the book is about, the backstory, the real life people, all that stuff. Um, but let's end by, uh, you know, a question or two and by, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, where, where, where did you grow up? How did you make your way to AU? I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. So I am a Southerner by birth and by culture. I live in D.C. now. I've been at American University for about eight years. I teach in the 
creative writing program there. Um, DC is my, my home now, and it's where I live with my family and I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to AU. That was where I, I went and got my master's there. So I two two AU uh, alum here, I guess. <laughs> go Eagles. Go Eagles. Right. Uh, well, I also got to say go Terps. That's my undergrad. I can't I can't slight either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, just how much of a joy is it to work at AU? Your, you know, your colleagues, the students, you know, what? why do you think it's um, such a, a great, vibrant, um, diverse, international kind of place to to teach? One of the things I love about American University is the diversity of its student body, both geographically, culturally. We have amazing students. Um, I used to be the program director for the Frederick Douglass Distinguished Scholars, which is our premier scholarship program. I recently actually got an email from Sylvia Burwell, the president of AU, congratulating me on the NAACP Image Award. It's great because, you know, she's the former Secretary of Health Human Services. And my hope is that she will get a chance to read this book and give me her opinion. I have to send her a signed copy now. <laughs> yeah, you definitely. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the win. That's big deal. Thank you. That's cool. Thank you, Jason. All right. Be well. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.